Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays wherever across the country you may be. Took uh, my seven-year-old last night to see Imagine Dragons. It was really good. Late night uh, for me, relatively speaking, considering how early we start the day. But he absolutely loved it. Was a lot of fun. You got kids, and they like Imagine Dragons. A lot of kids do. A lot of kids there. Uh, so uh, that was a cool uh, experience. So was watching yesterday's World Cup game, getting ready for today's World Cup game. England is going to host uh, or play against Croatia at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern. France won 1-0 over Belgium. Yours truly told you to take France. And it was a really entertaining game. Up and down the field, both teams attacking the goal. Great play from the goalies. I think that England is going to win today at 2 Eastern, and we are going to advance to an England versus France in the World Cup final on Sunday. That would be, I think, the greatest rivalry in the history of humanity. I'm getting a little bit ahead of things, but can you come up with a better rivalry than England versus France? If you are at all a student of history over the past thousand years and more, England and France have gone toe-to-toe over and over again, all the way back to the Norman invasion of England, which took place in around 1066, if I'm not mistaken. Guillaume le Conqueron, Guillaume William the Conqueror, 
He comes across the English Channel. He takes over all of England. He builds the Tower of London. He founds the city of London effectively. All of that taking place all the way up to the present day. England and France going toe-to-toe. Not sure you can come up with a better rivalry, certainly in the history of Western civilization, but I think in the history of humanity itself. These guys have been going at it with each other for a thousand years, and now they would be playing for a World Cup win. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm on England for this this game this afternoon at 2 Eastern. All right, a couple of things. Going to give you a roadmap of where we're headed today on the show. Going to give you some more gambling tips with my guy, John Campbell. He joins us every single hour one on Wednesday. Jeff Shorts will join us on hour two. We've got England versus Croatia trivia set up for you in hour three. That is the roadmap in general. Uh, I got to tell you also, the other major story that I think continues to develop that could get really ugly for the NFL and could potentially spell the end of LaShawn McCoy's career Uh Or he could be getting set up. This is one of these uh, early stories alleging domestic violence and criminal behavior that uh, you don't really know what is going to be true and what is not going to be true. But a uh, ex-girlfriend of LaShawn McCoy, the running back in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills, was beaten up violently in a home invasion in the state of Georgia. And authorities down there are conducting an investigation into whether or not it is true that LaShawn McCoy was involved, as was alleged, I believe, on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, this picture of LaShawn McCoy's girlfriend before and after was tweeted out by one of her girlfriends, and she alleged a lot of nefarious activities on behalf of LaShawn McCoy. She says uh, that he had... uh, beaten their kid on a regular basis, that he had beaten his dog to death, that he had beaten this girl uh, up, that he had an awful temper, and that he had used steroids and other drugs in order to be an NFL star. And uh, LaShawn McCoy has, uh, has denied that these allegations are true, but early statements from the police suggest that this was not a random break-in that somebody was uh, sent to this woman's home and intentionally was seeking out uh, particular goods. Again, this is an early stage investigation, so it's hard to know everything, uh, but that, uh, that, that there was a reason why someone broke into her house and that she was beaten. The picture is incredibly graphic and violent of the damages that were done to her. And so I think it's fair to say that if LaShawn McCoy is proven to be involved in this, I think it's likely that his NFL career is over. Uh, If he is not proven to be involved in this, then he obviously has been unfairly maligned and unfairly accused of a crime. He denies having any involvement in it, and this is likely to be messy as we move closer and closer to the beginning of NFL training camps just uh, in the next couple of weeks. Everybody will be reporting at NFL training camps. I tend to believe that this is the kind of story that is going to drag on for a little while before it is all said and done. It's also a difficult story in general to cover because you don't really know what exactly to do based on the allegation. It's he said, she said. We know that she was physically beaten up, 
We don't know exactly who did it, uh, whether they're going to be able to figure out who did it, whether the person who did it was connected to LaShawn McCoy in any way. Um, it is a, uh, it's just an ugly, ugly story. And so I, I anticipate and suspect that this story is going to continue to grow. But again, LaShawn McCoy has denied being involved in anything improper. And uh, the, it's the friend of the woman so far who is making these allegations. I'm going to read for you right now the allegation that was made in this post. Uh, I haven't tweeted out the photo because I think the, uh, I think the story itself is so uh, the picture itself is so inflammatory that it's hard to believe uh, what exactly is going on there. Um, again, this uh, the the woman's lawyer say she was the victim of an uh, invasion of a home owned by McCoy in Georgia. The thief stole jewelry from her. Uh, the assailant. Uh, this is uh, according uh, to a uh, statement from her attorney. The assailant demanded specific items of jewelry that had been previously gifted to this woman by uh, LaShawn McCoy, which Mr. McCoy had requested back on many occasions. In fact, after she refused to return her jewelry gifts to Shady McCoy, he would often suggest to her that she could be robbed because the jewelry was expensive. Um, And uh, the, uh, the lawyer is of the opinion that LaShawn McCoy, a.k.a. Shady McCoy, uh, orchestrated the invasion of the home and the robbery. And uh, if that is true or can be proven, then this would likely be, like I said, the end of LaShawn McCoy's uh, career as an NFL football player. Um, And uh, and that is, a uh, again, the official statement the assailant demanded specific items of jewelry that had been previously gifted to this woman by uh, McCoy, uh, and he had often asked for it back. In fact, after she refused to return her jewelry gifts, he would often suggest to her she could be robbed because the jewelry was expensive. Um, man, so this uh, this is uh, this is ugly. This is really an ugly uh, situation for LaShawn McCoy to find himself in the middle of. But, you know, again, this is one of these uh, sort of ugly situations in general where you never really know what the truth of, uh, of the story is. Um, but here is the full allegation that is made against her. Uh, she tagged him on uh, Instagram, and the, fr- the, the friend of the woman said, at Shady McCoy is the devil. You're an animal. We didn't say anything about how you beat your dog into kidney failure. Let's not talk about all the times my best friend had to stop you from viciously beating your son for small things like peeing in the bed. We kept quiet about your drug usage, all the illegal all-cap steroids and needles you were using, but we will not keep quiet about this. I can't believe you did this to my best friend, your karma is going to be so real. The world needs to know what type of animal you really are. This was just her yesterday on the left, and it's a normal picture. And now this morning, this is her on the right. Uh, and uh, the friend says she took down the photograph on Twitter because, uh, sorry, on Instagram for legal related reasons. Now, uh, LaShawn McCoy just posted a statement on Twitter yesterday. Um, and, uh, this is the, uh, 
This is the statement from LaShawn McCoy denying any involvement. For the record, the totally baseless and offensive claims made against me today on social media are completely false. Furthermore, I have not had any direct contact with any of the people involved in months. We will talk about this. We will talk with uh, our uh, our guy, John Campbell, from Odd Shark at the bottom of hour one, and I'll bring in the crew to see what they think about this story and also what they anticipate coming up on today's game between England and Croatia. All that and more. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Wednesday morning edition, Outkick the Coverage. I am Clay Travis. This is Fox Sports Radio, and we will be right back to discuss LaShawn McCoy and England versus Croatia on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios here. Joined soon by John Campbell, Odd Shark. Uh, Yesterday, I told you, I thought France was going to get it done against Belgium. You know me. Few people can break down soccer better. And here was the result yesterday. The only goal scored. There were a lot of great shots put on goal. Extraordinary performance from the Belgium and the French goalies. But here was how France got the win. Griezmann, the ensuing corner, swung in, header on frame, the opening goal! Samuel Umtiti, is that the goal that puts France in a World Cup final? And uh, the answer was yes, and we will talk on Friday with Stu Holden. We heard him on, uh, was it Monday? Monday he came on the show, had a great uh, interview with him. He's going to come on again with us on Friday to break down whatever the championship match is going to be. It will be Sunday afternoon. And again, today we've got uh, England going up against a, uh, a pretty uh, fired-up Croatia squad that's won two straight games on penalty kick shootouts. But I would say the big story, at least in the world of, uh, of sports right now, is Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, and what was alleged against him. Uh, and the challenge is he denies the allegation there's a criminal investigation into a beating uh, incident that involved his girlfriend, the fact that... Uh, jewelry that he owned and had threatened her he would take back possession of was specifically demanded by this individual who showed up at her house and delivered a beating uh, on the girlfriend she claims that LaShawn McCoy was involved or at least her attorney has and certainly the uh, statement that was placed on Instagram uh, alleging this against LaShawn McCoy was incredibly serious I want to bring in the crew Uh, The Buffalo Bills obviously are going to be starting uh, training camp before long. The big story out of Buffalo so far uh, had been, and this is obviously much bigger than this one, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Bills? Was it Nathan Peterman? Was it A.J. McCarron? Was it the new draft pick, Josh Allen? All three of those guys were going to be battling to try and get the starting job. And LaShawn McCoy was going to be one of the uh, most reliable possible Uh, offensive weapons for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, You'll remember that I believe, I'm not mistaken, the way this story kind of came out in general, uh, there was lots of talk at the end of Chip Kelly's tenure about Chip Kelly saying that he didn't believe, I think there were two players, Deshaun Jackson, who uh, has since moved on to Tampa Bay, and LaShawn McCoy, who Chip Kelly basically, there were never any official statements on, but that he thought there was Uh, inappropriate behavior that was taking place. He wasn't a big believer in LaShawn McCoy, despite the fact that McCoy in uh, 2013 posted uh, over 1,600 yards rushing. I mean, he was phenomenal. That was his most dominant year. This is a guy who's got over 10,000 yards rushing. 
that in his uh, NFL career, and he just turned 29 years old, has regularly gone for over 1,000 yards, even without a great passing quarterback behind him. Certainly in the past couple of years in Tyrod Taylor, uh, the Bills, he went for nearly 1,300 yards in 2016, just over 1,100 yards in 2017. This is a difficult and ugly situation. I'm going to bring in the crew uh, Danny G, what do you do? The Bills have released a statement saying they're waiting on results from this story. We're almost to the point, I never think this is fair, but where the allegation is so significant that you almost have to indefinitely suspend him because you're going to start training camp in two weeks. And is there any way to clear him before training camp starts? I don't think you want him to show up as a part of your team as this investigation is ongoing. But I also certainly believe, in general, that you're innocent until proven guilty or at least charged with a crime. But these allegations are so severe, and we know this woman was beaten up. And I, people can say, hey, what about Reuben Foster? All that stuff. I agree. I understand that figuring out exactly what happens in issues like these are difficult. The picture I saw of this woman is so bad that there's no doubt to me that she was beaten up by somebody. I don't think the police are going to doubt that either. Uh, whether or not LaShawn McCoy can be directly connected to it is a difficult question, but the police are trying to find the perpetrator of this right now. Danny G, what do you do? Yeah, the Bills haven't been this worried since Peterman threw, what was it, five interceptions in the first half? Yeah, and in retrospect, this Peterman five-interception half seems like (laughs) the greatest uh, issue you have to deal with known to man. I mean, the Tyrod Taylor controversy. I think in in general, if we were coming on prior to this story and we were saying, what's the big story coming into the Bills for training camp? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's all three quarterbacks and who might be the starter for this year. And it seems like it's going to be Nathan Peterman. And McCoy would have been the most reliable thing on the offensive side of the ball because of the consistent performance he's had over the years. And now I think there's a legitimate question, not just about whether LaShawn McCoy uh, might face some sort of uh, punishment, but whether his career might be over. Because if he gets charged with a crime, given how graphic the injury was to this woman, I don't think anybody in the NFL is ever going to sign him again. Yeah, you're right about that. I think the hard part of this story right now is because the police are investigating and we don't know all the facts, it's a little bit hard to talk about. And I had TMZ, I happened to have TMZ on yesterday because I had Big Fox on my TV for the World Cup. So when I woke up, TMZ was on and they were all over this story. And you know how they Skype their fans of the show and they they let the uh, viewers kind of chime in. So this um, female viewer was saying, well, we know that Shady McCoy had been verbal to her. So this may not be a big jump from that to beating her up. And even the guys on TMZ were like, whoa, whoa, no, that actually is a big jump. So you definitely have to be careful to jump to conclusions, although with what we're seeing and reading, this is not a good look, obviously, and let's just hope that he didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, it's very suspicious in general. I'm not even sure, again, if you just kind of shift the focus to the NFL, and this is, uh, you know, for me to get on my soapbox here, this is why the NFL, to me, never should have gotten involved in the personal conduct policy. I've been adamant on this for a long time, and a lot of leagues have followed the lead of the NFL here. It's that people start to wonder, what's the NFL going to do about this? Prior to the personal conduct policy, allegations like this would have entirely been in in the scope and the province of the criminal justice system. And so nobody would have immediately said, oh, how are the Buffalo Bills going to respond? 
how uh, is the NFL going to respond to this allegation, they would have just said, okay, let's wait and see what the criminal justice system is going to do. But as soon as you make the decision that you're going to punish people uh, based on your own investigation, the NFL now is in this mess. And, uh, you know, whether or not he gets charged with a crime, the NFL is going to have to conduct your their own investigation. And the salacious allegations that were made against LaShawn McCoy are so substantial that I don't know any way that he's not, at a minimum, going to end up missing games because it's going to be very hard, I think, to prove 100% that he had nothing to do with this, even if the criminal justice system doesn't end up charging him. If he gets charged... I think his career is over because these images of this girlfriend are so graphic. I think it would be hard for any team, certainly including the Buffalo Bills, to ever put him on the field representing the team in this modern context like this ever again. Uh, Eddie Garcia, what did you think? Like, how do you handle this if you're the Bills? Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a very tricky situation. Uh, the allegations obviously are are, are heinous. Uh, whether he was physically involved in it or not, or, or just ordered someone else to do it, to me, uh, doesn't lessen it at all. The, the images, much like we saw with Ray Rice, obviously, um, you know, the video of that. When you see pictures, it makes more of an impact and it gets your attention more. Whether that's fair or not, that's just the reality of it. Um, what by the is, way, I didn't share the images when I when this story started to come down and started to go viral on uh, social media because I think there's there's a uh, you know like a, a, when you're a lawyer there's a, a a phrase where the prejudice outweighs the probative value when you see this girl beaten up I think your natural inclination when somebody says hey I was beaten up when you're a girl and you're alleging that a man beat you up and you see the physical damage that she received is to immediately believe he's guilty. So when I saw those images, I'm like, man, I just don't feel comfortable sharing these images uh, because um, you know there's a criminal investigation going on, and I feel like once you share the images, it's hard to unring that bell in the event that he was not actually involved. But, I mean, when you see these images, like I, I don't know what the bills do, uh, right? I mean, that, I think that's the most challenging thing. I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, but, you know, and I, I also like to think of myself as someone who believes in innocent until proven guilty. So, but it is hard. And, and we'll keep in mind the NFL, uh, they're, they're doing, uh, this is public relations. They're, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're not deciding whether, uh, LaShawn McCoy will, will go to jail or not. They're deciding whether he's going to play football or not. So it's different. Uh, they're going to do what's best to protect their image and, uh, as we've seen in the past, you don't have to be proven guilty in a court of law to be punished by the NFL. So it, yeah, it, there's, it's tough. There's no doubt at all. All right, we're going to shift gears here a little bit and be joined by John Campbell momentarily at the bottom of this hour. We'll break down all the games that are upcoming. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the odds in the England-Croatia game. Also, we've got the uh, the Wimbledon matches going on right now. Roger Federer on a roll, as is uh, Serena Williams, and those continue to advance. Uh, so let me go ahead and bring in, we've talking to him already, Eddie Garcia, find out what's shaking in the world of sports. Well, you've already talked about the LaShawn McCoy issue. Also from the NFL, the Players Association has filed a grievance against the league over the new national anthem policy. The union claims the policy was implemented without consulting the NFLPA, is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement, and infringes on player rights. Some baseball games of note with the Cubs shutting up the Giants 2-0. The Brewers beat the Marlins 8-4, so Milwaukee still has a game in Athlete on Chicago atop the NL. 
NL Central. Dodgers lose to the Padres 4-1. Diamondbacks beat the Rockies 5-3. So Arizona now has a game and athlete on L.A. atop the NL West. Semifinal action to the World Cup saw France shut out Belgium 1-0. The other semifinal comes up at 2 p.m. Eastern today on Fox with Croatia against England. The winner, of course, will face France for the World Cup title. This support is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Yeah, we are indeed in the Geico Outkick Studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We bring in now John Campbell. He's at Odd Shark. He joins us every single Wednesday morning uh, to break down everything in the world of uh, sports gambling and beyond. And I want to start with you, John, obviously with the big game that's going to be taking place this afternoon, England trying to punch a ticket, Croatia trying to punch a ticket. What's going to happen? How do you play this game if you are interested in sitting back on your couch this afternoon and having some fun? Well, I think the odds should be a lot closer than they are, and England's a plus-130 favorite here with Croatia 2-1 to one and the draw plus 220. And I just think England's favored by a little bit too much, and that's probably books protecting against public action. I, I think a lot of the money will flood in on England, and, and they just can't help that. But England hasn't played a really strong against a really strong midfield yet, and I think that is going to be the big challenge that, that we're looking for here against Croatia. Croatia's coming off a couple games where they've had to play 120 minutes, so fatigue might also be a factor. I think a lot of people will love both teams to score, and I can't argue with that, but I like England to squeak it out. I just don't like the odds here. If England wins and plays against France, or Croatia does, how much of a favorite are we looking at France being? I'm assuming France is going to be favored in whoever they play in the championship on Sunday. What will that line look like from your perspective? Well, right now I saw one book had France as minus 150 to win the World Cup. So that will probably be pretty close to to what it will be. England is plus 250 right now, and Croatia is 5-1. to I think the the big knock against Croatia, if they move through, will be a fatigue factor, especially if it goes to extra time against England. And France just looks so strong all over the field right now. Belgium was having a great tournament, and I thought France just completely controlled that game yesterday. So they should be the favorites. They'll be minus money for sure. Uh, Also going on, and I don't know how many people are paying attention to it because I feel like it's overshadowed by the World Cup. Federer had some funny comments about this because the Wimbledon final could be going head-to-head for men on Sunday against the World Cup. And if uh, England is fortunate enough to advance... England against France would totally overwhelm Roger Federer probably against someone else, no matter how dominant he has actually been. Uh, Federer is still alive. Uh, Nadal is still around. Uh, Jokovic is still there. Uh, John Isner uh, for the Americans is having a great run. He plays at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, our time trying to advance to the Final Four, a place he's never been to before. Uh, Del Potro, all these people. Uh, is Federer a prohibitive favorite in Wimbledon right now? Yeah, Federer is minus 115, and he came into Wimbledon around plus 150. But considering the way he's playing, I I would have expected him to be a bigger favorite to this point. He's held his opponents to just 36 games, and he's just playing so well. He, he dusted off Adrian Manorino in 16 minutes and one set in the fourth round. Is he round. the most – pause you here for a sec. Is he the most dominant – 
over 35-year-old athlete we've ever seen. Because to me, Federer's return to dominance, I don't think he's lost a set. He's won like 63 straight sets. I mean, something that's just insane at Wimbledon. Uh, he obviously swept through. I don't think he lost a set all of last uh, the last uh, t- title that he won. And he continues to dominate right now. Um, it, it, w- have we ever seen an athlete like this at a plus 35 performance? I don't think so. I did maybe I don't know John Elway maybe uh, or sorry yeah it's um, not yeah go going back but yeah it's it, but I don't know I think he's won in thirty five straight sets or looking to win thirty five going back to last year and he, he's done some smart things he's skipping the clay season now to uh, to better prepare for Wimbledon and um, but I don't know I think he's one of the best it, it, the level he's playing at is just insane here and. But I think I think the reason he's not as big a favorite is because Novak Djokovic is, is returning to a level that that we saw him play at before his elbow injury. He's four to one. Nadal and Del Potro both looking really good. But I, I think there's some value here in the quarterfinals, uh, and and Wimbledon's really exciting too. I'm going to have to get right, my remote thumb ready for for Sunday because I'll be flipping between Wimbledon and the World Cup final. No doubt. All right. The other big story, certainly in the world of odds, and we're talking to John Campbell at Johnny Oddshark on Twitter. You can find him there, uh, is LeBron to the Lakers. The Warriors are a prohibitive favorite. Where have the Lakers settled now that LeBron seems, uh, you know, has officially signed his contract? And it seems relatively clear in the meantime that Kawhi Leonard is not imminent uh, in the short term. How is the NBA breaking down? Adam Silver's out there saying, oh, the league doesn't have a problem with the Warriors' dominance. Uh, Vegas and the offshores would disagree, uh, given how much the Warriors are favored. How much exactly are they favored? Yeah, Warriors around minus 175. I saw one book also had them minus 200. So, All right, so pause they, before we go any further there. For people out there who are here in minus 175 and minus 200 in the off season. That's an insane level to be favoring a team in any sport. I mean, there's no other sport where you would have a favorite anywhere close to that before the season even starts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's totally crazy. I, I can't remember a team ever being uh, minus money in a major pro sport where in my 16 years working in sports betting, I, I just I can't I can't remember anything like it. So it's absolutely crazy. The only thing maybe I could compare it to is Tiger Woods used to be around minus money or even money sometimes uh, in an individual sport, golf, uh, back when he was in his prime. That is maybe the only thing that I could compare that to. But they they deserve to be huge favorites, and I think they're going to win again. But the Celtics are not too far behind. They're five to one. Uh, Rockets six to one, and then the Lakers are around five, six, seven to one, depending on what book you look at. And I think that number is just absolutely ridiculous. It just shows uh, how much LeBron fever affects these odds here. And before he went to the Lakers, we, we, we saw the Lakers odds drop from 25 to 1 to 16 to 1 and now down to 5 to 1-ish. But I, I just don't think there's any value there. Is there any value in Carmelo Anthony? It seems like he's probably going to go to the Houston Rockets. Do we think that he makes a difference in terms of Rockets' futures? And if he went to the Lakers, would he impact things any, at all there? What kind of impact does he have? 
I don't, I don't think uh, odds makers will give him any impact, but I think he should make their odds worse because he just has not been playing well. He's been toxic to the teams he's been playing with, and uh, I just don't think he makes any impact. So if anything, I think the odds should get worse for whatever team he goes to, but I, I don't think it'll have any impact. Uh, I believe we're going to be down for some of the SEC media days. The Southeastern Conference uh, official kickoff is next week in Atlanta. They are getting ready for the start of college football. To me, it's always the time in college football where you officially turn the page and think, hey, it's not too long now until we actually get legitimate football to talk about. Um, When you look at uh, the futures in the Big Ten, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, anybody out there that's really jumping out to you? I know Alabama's favored to win the championship. I know you can bet on whether or not teams are going to advance to the playoff. But to you, what are you looking at as we come into the season in terms of numbers, uh, maybe on wins, maybe on odds to win titles that are are jumping out at you? Yeah, looking at futures, there there are a few teams that – really probably are, are in the running here to, to win a national championship. But going beyond those guys, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, you can find them 22-1 to 1 out there, which I think isn't bad. Wisconsin, 25-1, to 1, returning basically their entire offense. They're at 10 wins as well, which I think is a little bit of a gift. I think they're going to get uh, 11 this year for sure. So there are some odds out there. Auburn's 30-1, to 1, and I know that scares a lot of people, obviously going head-to-head with Alabama. But Jared Stidham, I thought he was the best quarterback in the SEC last year. And, uh, and they have a great defensive line. So even Auburn, 30-1, to 1, I, I, I really like those odds. If you want to get crazy and go way down the board, uh, there are a couple that I think might be worth a long shot. Utah, 250-1. to 1. They were young last year. I think they're going to be a lot better this year. I think they're definitely going over seven wins. And NC State, 400-1 in the, in the ACC. They've got a great offense. They've got to clean up their defense a little bit. But if, if you want to take some long shots, those ones might be worth a sprinkle. We're talking to John Campbell at Johnny Oddshark. Uh, obviously, we started off this show – uh, talking a good deal about LaShawn McCoy and the allegations against him. Uh, the Bills, I don't think, were expected to have a very good season regardless because they got a three-way quarterback battle going with Nathan Peterman, with A.J. McCarron, and with Josh Allen. But when you hear allegations like those against LaShawn McCoy, uh, they're obviously insanely serious. But what does the odds market do? Does it move at all on the LaShawn McCoy news, or does everybody just sit back and you know the numbers stay up online? How do you deal when it comes to odds making with significant off-field allegations or incidents that may impact a, a team's ability to have a star player on the field? Right now, just with the parity in the NFL, it, they don't need to take them off the board. Sometimes they will, and they'll make slight adjustments. Sometimes they make slight adjustments just for the media factor so that people talk about the odds moves and kind of keep the story rolling a little bit. He's so important to the Bills, of course, and and probably is worth a little bit there. But I didn't see the odds come down. If you're a Bills fan, obviously you're watching this one closely. Uh, Bills around 60-1 to now to win the Super Bowl. Might get a little worse uh, in the coming days. Many thanks, uh, John Campbell. Have a good uh, the World Cup uh, semifinal game this afternoon. What's your pick, by the way? What's what what's your side today on uh, on England Croatia? If you're going to play it, what do you like the best? 
Well, I think uh, my departed grandparents who uh, are from England would uh, come back from the grave and kill me if I didn't take England here. So uh, they're both from England. So uh, I'm going to go with England. I'll stick with them. I think they're going to win 2-1. Outstanding stuff as always. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. That's John Campbell at Johnny Oddshark. Uh, using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want with True Price from TrueCar. You can avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price you can count on before you ever visit a dealership. The True Price includes all dealer fees and accessories. TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the car you want. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident, and your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. There are over 15,000 True Car Certified Dealers nationwide. True Car users save on average over three grand off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states we'll continue to break it down for you uh i'll give you my pick france versus i mean sorry england versus croatia what's going to happen final segment hour one next on fox sports radio red hot chili peppers bringing us back i gotta tell you the imagine dragons there were a lot of kids last night at the imagine dragons concert my 10 and 7 year old boys big imagine dragons fans Sold out the uh, Preds Arena downtown Nashville. You know, 18, 20,000 people there, whatever it was. And they were fantastic. You got kids, you want to take them to a uh, concert? Great one to start with. Uh, we are live here from the Geico Outkick Studios. I am on England. Uh, I hate to brag, but I was right about being on France. So I want to pull the crew, bring them in. Uh, are you guys on England or are you on Croatia? Because everybody else was wrong and I was right. <laughs> Not that I'm the kind of guy who wants to brag or draw attention to myself. Never. But I said, take France, they're going to win. Everybody else on the show took Belgium. I'm on England. Are you guys on Croatia? Well, I think you just had an on day yesterday. You were 6-2 and two in that trivia game. We got a trivia game coming again for England versus Croatia yeah. in hour three, by the way. I don't see how you can repeat 6-2 and two. And I don't see how you can win two days in a row with your World Cup picks. As you know, we're all big soccer experts here on this show. Unless yeah, we're no not. Doubt. So, <laughs> so are you going with England or Croatia? Croatia, just because of Mrs. Garcia, as I said last week, I'm going to jump on the Croatia train. Uh, Eddie, I assume you're on Croatia because you're afraid that your wife might find out that you're not on the Croatia train. So uh, you at least have an excuse. Uh, Clay, I'm definitely not afraid of my wife. You know who I'll be rooting for. But if I were betting my money, I would bet on England. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good play. What about you, Roberto? Same thing. Uh, uh, rooting for Croatia, but I think it's going to be England. All right, so I found what I think is maybe the craziest story of 2018 so far. Have you guys heard this story, or did you see my Twitter feed? I might, because if you haven't, you guys have been working. I tweeted this out late last night after I got back from the concert. One of you was sharing this with me, and I said, my God, this is an unbelievable story. So uh, there was, and I'm going to read from it because the details on this are so ridiculous that I want to make sure that I don't get anything wrong. Um, in, uh, In the state of New Jersey, this is not Animal Thunderdome, but it is pretty uh, pretty incredible. A husband returned home to find his wife and her lover, who happens to be a mechanic, that they died of carbon monoxide poisoning while having sex in a running car in the garage outside of his house. Uh, this is the opening of the paragraph, the opening of the story. A man returned to his New Jersey home Monday night 
to find both his wife and her lover dead in the garage after the pair apparently died of carbon monoxide poisoning while having sex, law enforcement sources tell NBC4 New York. The 39-year-old woman and her 56-year-old lover, whose sources believe was her mechanic, were discovered just before 9 o'clock Monday night at a home in Newark, New Jersey. Sources say the wife and the mechanic were having sex in a car in the garage when they were both killed by the poison gas. The husband came home later to discover their bodies. They believe, the, according to law enforcement sources, they believe the wife was paying for her car work by having sex with the mechanic. Uh, this is an unbelievable story. So in the husband's perspective here, <laughs> is this the worst story of 2018 to come home and find your wife dead of carbon monoxide poisoning, naked with her mechanic lover in your garage? Last week we had the story about how those rhino poachers got killed by the lions. Yes. And we said that karma is a lion. In this case, karma is a vapor. And so I'm filled with stories on this. I'm not an expert in carbon monoxide. But wouldn't if one of these people passed out, wouldn't the other person realize that they were in danger here? Or do you think that the carbon monoxide simultaneously knocked them both out? And by the way, if you're the mechanic here, aren't you a really bad mechanic to not think <laughs> yes. and worry about carbon monoxide in this situation? Absolutely. You should know that having a running car inside a garage is very dangerous. How do you and, not know that? Yeah, I, I just am filled with so many questions about this. But the more I think about it, I if one person goes, like, and I'm not sure, it's not usual that we have multiple people die of carbon monoxide, but do they go out at the same time? Like, I would think that one of the, I'm going to have to continue this into hour two. We're going to have to break down more of this story. But if one guy weighs more than the woman, I'm just not thinking that simultaneously they both pass out. And I think if you saw one person pass out, wouldn't you think to yourself, oh, wait, maybe it's the running car in the garage. Maybe I need to save us both. And what do you think if you're this husband and you come back and you find your wife dead with her lover? Oh, what an unbelievable story. Next on OutKick. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, turn off your cars and raise the garage door. If you're starting off your morning with me, we don't want you to die of carbon monoxide. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Big stories if you're starting off your morning with us. LaShawn McCoy, what did he do? What did he not do? What are the Bills going to do? What's the NFL going to do? Major explosive allegations against him involving a robbery and beatdown and whether or not he might have been involved in it. He denies it. We'll continue to follow this story. England going up against Croatia, trying to advance to the final of the World Cup to take on France, which won one nothing over uh, yesterday. Belgium, a fantastic game. Even though the score was one nothing, it was really pretty outstanding. I'm curious how many of you ended up watching it. But we are discussing the story that just ended the last segment which is a man in New Jersey came home to find that his wife had been having an extramarital affair with her mechanic. She had been trading sex for car repair. Sounds like a porn movie, but evidently it was real in New Jersey, in Newark. And when he came home in the evening and went out to his garage, he found that both of them had died while having sex in the garage. Carbon monoxide had killed both. 
want to bring in the crew because I'm still trying to unpack exactly what happens here. Let's assume that there are no children involved, right? Because then I think it becomes complicated. If you were to find out your significant other was cheating on you with her mechanic, would a part of you immediately think karma was done here if you came home and found your wife dead with her uh, mechanic lover? And on top of that, again, no kids involved. Let's pretend it's just you and her who live together. And this could be vice versa, too. We may have to open up the phone lines. Would you rather have found them having sex together alive in the garage? Or would you rather have found them having sex together dead in the garage? Be honest. I'm bringing in the crew. You first. Tough call here. No kids involved. Would you rather find your wife dead having had sex with the mechanic or find her alive having sex with the mechanic? Well, because there's no kids involved, I'm glad you uh, you know you put that in there because then it doesn't make me sound so much as a monster if I say, well, <laughs> karma, baby. I think it kind of uh, simplifies things because yeah. I don't know how you end up staying with the person if they're having. This is where well, yeah, because if say, you have a kid, then you don't want to take their their mom yeah, away. Yeah, right. Totally. This is why I'm saying take away kids because I'm saying in general here. And by the way, I'm on the record as saying if I die in a ridiculous fashion, I will totally anticipate that you guys will begin the show the day after I die talking about me dying in a ridiculous fashion. Oh, that it, would be an epic show. It would be an incredible It would be the most downloaded podcast yeah. ever. My highest rated show of all time if I die in a ridiculous fashion. Like, I thought about this when we were down in Florida. Gatorland? We swimming. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like the Gatorland thing. I was thinking if I got attacked and killed by an alligator or a shark— uh, given all the animal thunderdomes that we have done over the year, what an amazing irony it would be for you guys to have to do an animal thunderdome involving me getting killed by an animal. Like I think about that now in the back of my head. But if I had to choose between patching things up with my wife, who I found out cheated with her 56 year old mechanic, well, it's, it's again, like I always say that who you cheat with matters, even though people won't acknowledge it, right? For instance, If you are a guy and you get caught, this is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger story. If you are Arnold Schwarzenegger and you get caught cheating with your your cleaning lady, do you remember that? Like he had a kid with a cleaning lady. To me, the wife has to be like, I can't trust this guy because he will sleep with anybody, right? Versus if you have an affair, like I don't think they ever figured out who January Jones is, the father of his of of of, of her child was, if I'm not mistaken, the star from Mad Men, gorgeous blonde. Like, if you get caught cheating with a gorgeous, you know, like let's say Scarlett Johansson or Beyonce or Halle Berry or you know one of the best looking women in the world wants to have an affair with your husband, I think every single woman out there, while she would deny it probably in public would much rather her husband get caught having an affair with an incredibly good-looking accomplished woman right versus having an affair with the cleaning lady in your house because on the one hand you can be like you know for instance Ben Affleck didn't Ben Affleck's marriage break up because he was having an affair with his nanny yep okay so I guarantee you Jennifer Garner if she were given truth serum would have rather Ben Affleck had been having an affair with like J-Lo than with the nanny. Because the nanny, it's just like such a slap in the face. Like, how could you do this to me? We bring this person into our house to take care of our kids. Whereas, remember, he was with J-Lo before. If suddenly she found out that he was sleeping with J-Lo again, I think a part of her would be like, well, it was J-Lo, right? 
if your wife is having an affair with her 56-year-old mechanic, it's like of all the people, it's not Brad Pitt. It's not uh, Denzel Washington. It's not a big-time NBA or NFL star. It's the freaking mechanic, and she's doing it at your house in her car. I think when this guy found her dead, he was thinking on some level, immediately when he found them, I would rather have found them dead than alive. So you're with me here, Danny G. What about you, Eddie Garcia? Would you rather find, in this situation, if you are this guy, assume you don't have kids, like it's just a relationship between the two of you. Can you get over the affair with the 56-year-old mechanic or on some level, especially we don't even know what the life insurance was here, on some level are you like, man, this is exhausting, no pun intended, but I'm kind of glad it went out this way. <laughs> I like that, no pun yes. intended. <laughs> um, well, it's exhausting. I, I would, it's an exhausting story. I would like to think that as angry and heartbroken as I would be over this, uh, that I would not wish death upon uh, her. Uh, it's definitely a betrayal. Uh, you're getting a divorce, but uh, I, like I said, I would like to think I would not. I would not wish death on somebody. If, if like he was a trustworthy it, mechanic, would you like still to go think, to him? Oh, come on. <laughs> This no way. The well, deal, are, the way. Mechanics the are hard to find. Oh, on, mechanics are hard to find. Here's the deal, though. You there know no this guy's not mechanics. a good come mechanic on, because of all the ways he could die. He died come from carbon on, monoxide man. poisoning. How does nobody, how does the mechanic of all people not think maybe we should mechanic, raise the garage man. door? <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. He's, he was an idiot. I mean, I, 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 I know nothing about cars. I know you put gas in them. Yes. You put air in the tire. I know you don't have the engine on with the garage door closed. How yeah. I, I, it blows my mind. He doesn't know that. It, it, or was it, he so wrapped up in the heat of passion yeah, that he didn't care? I don't know. Was, yeah. How crazy but is this? There are up to four hundred and fifty deaths. Running? Was it? Is it so hot right now in Newark <laughs> that they had to have the car running? Like that's the, the other question. Is there AC on? Yeah. on? yeah, yeah. And I saw the stat here. I looked up carbon monoxide. It says there's four hundred to four hundred and fifty deaths in our country per year caused by carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, I mean, I know it's an, and and a lot of that's people, a lot of way, stupid people. Yeah, yeah. Well, also people will intentionally kill themselves. But the question that I have still about this, I bring in Roberto to get his opinion here, is. I don't understand how they both died at the same time. You know, like this is the thing about carbon monoxide poisoning. I don't know how big the guy was, but let's assume that he's, you know, most men are physically larger than women, right? So it's not as if these two people are the same height and weight probably. Now, maybe they were, but my assumption is that carbon monoxide doesn't strike both people at the exact same moment, right? So if you saw your partner fall asleep, did the guy just keep going? And he was like, well, you know, I mean, I thought I was doing a pretty good job. Yeah, that's but probably what he thought. He thought he was yeah, great like, in bed and, oh, man, look, I knocked her out or something. Yeah, I like, I don't understand how they both die because you would think if one person passed out, you might think to yourself, oh, uh-oh, we got carbon monoxide to deal with here. Yeah. I, I don't understand. So, Roberto, what's your position here? No uh, kids I, involved. Yeah, no we, kids involved. I, I'm, I agree with Eddie. Uh uh, I would have. Uh, you guys as are soft. Ang- as angry as I would be, I probably wouldn't want to wish death upon that person. But yeah, I'd rather have them alive and rather put my hands on somebody. Yeah, see, I would rather panic. I think honestly, I'd rather them be dead because if there's no kids involved, then think about the the story that you've got when you're back on the single market. You could be like, I mean, that got to be no pun intended here, a killer at the bar. 
you're like, oh, look, there's Jim. You know, Jim, yeah. you know, he was married, but you're not going to believe why Jim's not married anymore. If there was a tell life me. insurance policy, like you say, I guess, yeah, oh, I'd rather have them dead. You could also get the money. But think about, tell me that that is not the best bar pickup story of all time. Like, oh, plus your Match.com profile. Match.com pro- was married. Wife died of carbon monoxide poisoning while banging her mechanic. I think that guy has to go, by the way. You're saying, do you go to the same mechanic, uh, the same business? I might go Uber for the rest of my life if my wife had died having sex with the mechanic. Now, maybe she's going to sleep with the Uber driver instead, but that's a tough break to go with the mechanic in general. And I think, you know, I try to be a forgiving guy. I think I'd be in favor of the death. Again, if the kids are involved, then you don't want necessarily, clearly, for your kid's mom to die. But if there are no kids involved, I think this is just kind of perfect karma. I think you wipe it out. The guy gets the life insurance money. I think it was a moment for him probably that was bittersweet. I'll just say that. I think probably when he saw this and he came home and he found it and then you got to call the police because the other thing is, uh, do you worry that you're going to end up getting charged with a murder, right? I mean, is it possible that I don't think you I don't think you could in, I don't think you could kill two people intentionally with carbon monoxide poisoning. The other question is, do you think this guy had his mechanic shirt on with his name on it inside the car? I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't know. Did he was he doing a uh, he's clearly <laughs> doing a house call. But I I just everything about this story to me is maybe the craziest story of 2018. The only way this story could be crazier is if it was like Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee. You know, like if he's like this guy got announced as the Supreme Court nominee and then the next thing you know he dies having sex with his wife and the carbon monoxide poisoning and everybody's like what's going on in the world? And I'll tell you this, when I was watching that uh, that Supreme Court nominee get inducted, maybe I've been paying too much attention to NBA drama. I actually was watching this guy talk, and I was thinking, I wonder if this Supreme Court justice nominee has burner accounts on Twitter. And and this is totally what I'm thinking in my head as he's doing his talk. I'm like, I can see a Supreme Court nomination getting derailed because people find out that a judge has a burner account or burner accounts and he's been giving all these aggressive political opinions. People are like, what does this guy think about abortion? And what if you found out that he had like three or four burner accounts, and as a result, boom, his nomination goes down in flames. <laughs> I mean, that that is a perfect 2018 story, too. So we'll find out. I want I want more details. I want to find out everything surrounding this uh, this couple and their uh, and uh, their un- untimely death. Also, I'd love to get this guy interviewed and get him on the record. He probably doesn't want to use his name uh, because he's probably embarrassed. But what was his immediate thought when he found both of them dead? Uh, all right, we have got a – we're going to talk to Jeff Schwartz here momentarily. Uh, but should we save this for the final segment of Hour 2 or should we play it here? Maybe we save Yeah, it. go ahead and do a professional radio tease. Uh, I will do a professional radio tease here. We are going to talk with Jeff Schwartz next, uh, as we do on every Wednesday. He also guest-hosted while I was out last week. He's guest-hosted quite a bit, former NFL offensive lineman. But Jenny Taft, who works alongside Stu Holden as part of the Fox Sports World Cup team. Oh, she's hot. Interviewed. Yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. She's a friend of mine. She's fantastic. Uh, she uh, went to French immersion school when she was growing up in Minnesota. And as a result, she interviewed Kylian Mbappe, the 19-year-old French phenom who played, had one of the greatest passes of the World Cup. If you were watching that game yesterday, a nice little heel flick back to Gerard, I believe it was, who blew the goal finish. But literally one of the most beautiful passes you will ever see in a game. Um, she interviewed him in French. I took French in high school, 
We are going to play. It's only like a minute long. We're going to play this interview, and I am going to attempt to translate whether or not I still have my high school French knowledge. We will talk about all that and more. But up next, it's Jeff Schwartz. I'm Clay Travis. Whatever you do, if you have sex in the car with your mechanic, make sure the garage door is up if the car is running. This is Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We are efforting Jeff Schwartz, which makes me wonder, should we go ahead and play? You guys can continue to call him in the background, see if he's woken up, see if he's good to go. But in the meantime, we can play my French translation attempt here. Should we do that? Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so Jenny Taft, incredibly talented. You can follow her on Twitter, at Jenny Taft. Um, She is, uh, I think, the lead analyst for Fox College Football. She works with Joel Klatt and with Gus Johnson on all of the big games for college football. She also has been overseas in Russia for the past month. She covered the U.S. women's team. Uh, She's just awesome. She's a good friend. Uh, She's been on the show, I think, a couple of times. And she went to French immersion school when she was growing up in Minnesota. And so as a result, she decided to just dunk on sideline reporters everywhere by doing an interview of French soccer star Kylian Mbappe in French. So uh, obviously Mbappe, if you're not familiar with the World Cup, 19-year-old goal-scoring phenom, uh, incredibly fast uh, striker getting down the field, had an incredible touch pass uh, that did not result in a goal, but had a pretty phenomenal, I would say, overall performance, even at the age of only 19 years old. So here is the interview, and I think what we're going to try to do here is, is it possible, Danny G, for you to stop this like after every sentence? Yeah, so you'll. why don't we play it all the way through one time, Okay, and then you can tell Roberto where you would like him to pause it. All right, so we're going to play it through one time. There's not. There's going to be all sorts of people waking up, and if you had a few drinks last night and you come on and you happen to just turn on your radio in the middle of this French interview, you were going to be like, my God, what happened? What Have we been taken over? Like, Am I still drunk? This is Jenny Taft interviewing Kylian Mbappe in French. Let's listen. Bonjour, je suis avec Kylian Mbappé. Kylian, comment vous sentez-vous d'être le plus jeune buteur de l'équipe de France pendant cette Coupe du Monde Je suis, je suis très content, c'est, c'est un plaisir, mais c'est aussi grâce à mes coéquipiers. Voilà, ils m'ont mis dans les meilleures conditions et moi, j'avais plus qu'à marquer et c'est, c'est un plaisir collectif. D'où vient votre vitesse ah, Ça vient de, de ça. J'ai toujours eu ça. Voilà, j'ai essayé de la perfectionner. Et j'ai toujours eu ça depuis l'enfance. Et comment est cette expérience maintenant pour, pour vous ah, c'est, c'est une très belle expérience, une demi-finale, c'est, c'est quelque chose de grand. Maintenant, on va essayer de, de continuer à travailler pour pourquoi pas aller en finale et, et remporter la coupe. Merci. Merci. That is the interview, Jenny Taft, with Kylian Mbappé in French. All right. By the way, we should point out really quick, Clay, Mbappé... He, a huge grin came on his face when she busted out in French. Yeah. He was no like, doubt. oh, you're speaking my language, baby. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, now, I will say this. My wife, for some reason, does not believe that I can speak French. I mean, I, for people who regularly listen to the show, you know that last year I went on vacation, took my family. We went to London and we went to Paris. We went to the D-Day battlefield sites in Normandy. We went all over France. 
okay, for a week. My wife refused to believe that I ever had any idea what I was saying, that anybody else could understand me, all right? So I don't know how, what percentage of our audience out there do you think speaks French? 10%? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a bad guess. I mean, a lot of people... A lot of I Canadian mean, took, listeners. Yeah, there's probably some Canadian listeners. Yeah. There's probably people out there who are like me. They took French in high school. So I have not had... Fr- I took French in college, too, but really the French in college was just a, a joke compared to uh, the French that I took in, in, in high school. And so I think that I can translate this. Do we, uh, do we have... Like, should we should we open up the phone line and have a fluent French speaker break down my translation? Because you, <laughs> does anybody else in the studio speak French? No. Okay. Should how should we tell whether I'm doing a good job or not? Because I believe also they have the translation of the. In fact, somebody pulled this up while 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 we're while we're going through this. Fox PR tweeted out the official translation of this interview. I have not heard that. All right, all I have heard is the French interview. And so, uh, Roberto, I think, right, do you have the ability to stop this after each sentence and allow me to give my best translation of what was just said? Yes. Okay, so we are going to do this. And then in the meantime, Danny G, can you pull up the Fox PR Twitter account? And then we will play and we will see whether or not I was able. And by the way, this is me like trying to dunk Scottie Pippen on Patrick Ewing style on my wife, who is still sleeping this morning. But... Uh, if if I do a good job, what I am going to ask all of you to do is to get on Twitter and uh, and and tag uh, my wife's Twitter handle at Laura Travis. Got to be careful with tag my wife because we just had the, we just had the story about the uh, about the the carbon monoxide poisoning death uh, at Laura Travis, and you can tell her your husband speaks fluent fluent French or man, I wish my husband spoke French as well as yours did. If I do well. If I do poorly, you can tell her that she was right, that I have no idea what I'm doing, and that I can't speak French at all. All right, uh, here we go. This is this is a big test for me. Opportunity to prove my wife wrong, even though if you're a husband, you understand that your wife can never be proven wrong, no matter what the evidence might suggest. Here we go. Roberto, now, Roberto, also, you have a lot of pressure on you because you have to pause it after each one of these sentences, all right? So we begin. This is Jenny Taft in interviewing Kylian Mbappe, the star of the French soccer team that has now advanced to the World Cup final. Here we go. Bonjour, je suis avec Kylian Mbappe. Kylian, all right, pause. Comment... All right, that's a sentence. Uh, I am here with Kylian Mbappe. Hate to, hate to, you got to start off sometimes by just making the layup, all right? You got to start <laughs> off by just slapping the backboard, making the layup there. Uh, Jenny Taft saying, I am with uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, the French uh, soccer player there. So, I mean, I'm very confident on uh, that open. All right. That, so, that's sentence one. Vous sentez-vous d'être le plus jeune buteur de l'équipe de France pendant cette Coupe du Monde? All right. Pause. Uh, you are the, uh, the best and youngest player uh, for France at this, uh, at this World Cup. All right. I think I'm pretty good on that one, too. Let's continue. Je suis, je suis très content. C'est, c'est un All right, plaisir. pause. Pause. Uh, how's it? And he says, I'm very happy. I hate to be dunking on people, but I think I'm dominating here. Uh, Kylian Mbappe responds, I'm, uh, I'm very happy. Uh, je suis très content. Uh, all right, let's continue. Mais c'est aussi grâce à mes coéquipiers. Voilà, ils m'ont mis dans les meilleures conditions et moi, j'avais plus qu'à marquer. Et c'est, c'est un plaisir collectif. All right, pause there. That's a really long sentence. So I don't want to cast dispersions upon Kylian Mbappe, but. That was way too long of an answer. Can we go back? Can you rewind that for a sec? Because that was a long answer. 
I'm much better when it's like short declarative statements. But let's go back and play it one more time because I was okay. He's losing. getting that ready for us. All right, I was losing track because that was a long sentence. That was like a compound sentence, and uh, I've never translated live on radio before. But that seems a little bit like if you're a court reporter, you're like, all right, just get to the end of the sentence. That was a long answer, Killian. A little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, too much there, but I think I've got it. Let's okay, go back. Roberto has it again. Roberto has it. Here we go, Killian Mbappe again. Je suis très content. C'est un plaisir. Mais c'est aussi grâce à mes coéquipiers. Voilà, ils m'ont mis dans les meilleures conditions et moi j'avais plus qu'à marquer. C'est un plaisir collectif. All right, pause. There's a lot here, but I think basically what he's saying is, uh, it's it's. He said, "I'm very excited about it. Very happy." Uh, he said, uh, "I feel like uh, I'm in the best shape I can be in for the World Cup and helping my team to advance. And it's the best feeling possible to be where we are right now in this tournament." Uh, in, in the World Cup right now. I, I'm pretty confident on that answer, too. Not to be uh, cocky, but I, but I think I'm nailing this so far. Uh, all right, uh, back to Jenny Taft. I, have you passed? Uh, that, was her, that was like, her next question. Yeah, I think her next question was, do you feel like you have passed a test uh, in it? Like, basically, now that you guys are into the Final Four, you're 19 years old, do you feel like you've passed a test? I think that's what she said. All right, here's his answer. Ça vient de ça. J'ai toujours eu ça. Voilà, j'ai essayé de la perfectionner, mais j'ai toujours eu ça depuis l'enfance. All right. Uh, I think you said. Uh, uh, I, I think so, but I'm a perfectionist. I'm just trying to give my best for France. Et comment est cette expérience maintenant pour pour vous? All right. And pause right there. I'm very confident on this. And so, how has this experience been so far for you? C'est une très belle expérience, une demi-finale. Okay. okay pause. He says it's been a very good experience. De grand. Maintenant, on va essayer de, de continuer à travailler pour pourquoi pas aller en finale. Et... All right, and then he said because we have to continue to work and prepare for uh, the uh, for the finals. Uh, all right, so I think I did pretty good there. All right, I think there are a lot of people out there like, you know what, Clay Travis, this guy may know French. Uh, all right, I haven't had French uh, in a very long time. I think I just nailed that. Um, we are now, do we have the actual translation of the interview? Yes, I found that. All right. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys for a letter grade based on my translation there. You all just heard me doing that live. No prep, nothing else. Uh, let's hear it. Bonjour, je suis avec Kylian Mbappé. Hello, Kylian, I'm here with Kylian Mbappé. Kylian, how do you feel about being the youngest scorer of the French team during this World Cup? I'm very pleased with it. It's a, it's a joy, but my I would be nothing without my teammates. They, they uh, set me up and all I had to do was score the goal. <laughs> Uh, where does your speed come from? Uh, I've always had it. I tried to perfect it, and I've worked at it, but uh, since I was a child, I was always fast. Uh, how, how is this experience for you? Oh, it's a beautiful experience to have uh, access to the semifinals. It's huge, and we're going to keep working to get to the final and get that cup. All right. I, I will say that I whiffed on the speed. That, that was that was not. I, I was going to say I don't remember Clay saying that. <laughs> yeah, I whiffed on the speed question. That was that was the compound answer and the compound question. That was that was the toughest part of the interview. What letter grade would you give my translation? Like, if did, did what letter grade would you give me, Danny G? C plus. C plus. All C right. Plus. What about you, uh, Eddie? I give you a I give you a solid B. Okay. What about you, Roberto? C plus. So, is but, that, but that's would, enough to get by when you take good. your yeah. wife. Would, to would you? Would, would whose side would you be on here in me arguing that I can speak French, mine or my wife's? 
Oh, I'm always going to be on your wife's side. <laughs> wow. You see how he she's said very that? well. Women, she, she's women logical, right? <laughs> so I, I think I missed the speed question. I think that was a tough one. I, I don't. I think that was a compound question. There was a lot going on there. I felt pretty good about the rest of it. Uh, so how should people respond to my wife when it comes to whether or not I know French? Uh, I mean, you know, like I mentioned, you know enough to get by when you take her there on vacation. So yeah. at Laura Travis, L-A-R-A, at Laura Travis, you can say what I would like for all of you to say out there. She's sleeping, so she she's not even on Twitter that much. So I don't even know if she has her notifications on. So I like the idea. She's going to be terrified that I got fired because I said something. But I want all of you to say you're so this is what this is my request to you. You are so lucky to have a husband who speaks French as well as your husband does. Something along those variations. I wish my husband spoke French as well as your husband does. I can't imagine how fortunate you are to be married to a man who speaks French this well. Deluge my wife <laughs> with how good of a French speaker I am based on my performance here. And go Translate to Translator to online. Send it to her in French. Oh, yeah. If you <laughs> speak French right now, you can also... Uh, be able to weigh in and you can weigh in right now with me uh, and and my mom is up early and she just texted and she said you should also point out that your sister teaches French uh, my, my sister this I should have pointed this out my sister has a PhD in French she speaks uh, she teaches obviously she would have been able to translate this better than me she teaches French at Vanderbilt so uh, she's uh, she's got her PhD in French. She got her PhD from Rice, I think, down in Houston. Um, and so uh, she's pretty accomplished. We could have. I, I think she. I she's got three young kids. I don't want to wake her up and have her uh, break down the translation. But she would truly be a perfect uh, translator there. Uh, let's. Uh, you can also. Re- yeah. Let's also reach out. Uh, you know what? We got Jeff now. Let's uh, let's let's see what. We do. Let's do Eddie. Then let's go to break. Then let's come back with Jeff. Does that make sense? Um, so let's go to Eddie, get the update. Then we'll come back with Jeff. Well, let's start with the big news from the NFL, where Buffalo Bills star running back LaShawn McCoy is denying any involvement in a domestic violence case against his ex-girlfriend that he was implicated in on social media. Police and the NFL are investigating. Let's go to the Geico scoreboard in baseball. Cubs shut off the Giants 2-0. It was the Brewers over the Marlins 8-4. Milwaukee still has that game and half lead on Chicago for the top spot in the NL Central. Dodgers lose to the Padres 4-1. was the Diamondbacks over the Rockies 5-3. Arizona's lead in the NL West is at a game and a half on L.A. Semifinal action at the World Cup. Soft France beat Belgium 1-0. The other semifinal comes up at 2 p.m. Eastern time today on Fox with Croatia versus England. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at Clay Travis, where Deb is in an uproar. Deb, Deb D, uh, this is our Twitter handle, at Deb D, uh, the translation of the French interview, all caps. Really? How does your audience know that you don't really have the translation already? Are we to take your word? Yes, you're to take my word. If I had the translation already, I would have been flawless. I did it live on the spot. We'll talk to Jeff Schwartz next. You're uh, wagering in your opinions on my French translation. But most importantly, tell my wife she's very fortunate to have someone like me who knows the language of love. I'm Clay Travis. I'll get the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do. 
today. Joined now by Jeff Schwartz. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at G-E-O-F-F-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. All together. That's pretty good spelling by me. Uh, Jeff, if you came home, you don't have any kids yet. Yes. You, uh, you may have read this story already. You found your wife, and she had died of carbon monoxide poisoning while having sex with the mechanic that was supposed to be fixing her car. Okay? okay. This is a real story that happened in New Jersey on Monday night. Would you in some way be glad that she was dead? Uh, probably not. I mean, I don't think you ever wish for your spouse to be dead. Obviously, the cheating would be a deal breaker, but I don't think you want her to die. I mean, right? I mean, would you how want much her to money, die? Depends on how much money I had for life insurance. Because I don't think <laughs> I don't think it, it, that it, you could like build the relationship back up if she's having sex with the mechanic. Right, right? but you don't think you like, want her to die, though. I don't necessarily want her to die, but if she were dead, I don't think I would feel that bad. So I would they, feel kind of like, like it was karma. Like, 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 were they like dead on? Was she like dead on top of him? Like, it, that's just, well, there's still so many details to, to uncover. How long were they having? How long were they having sex for? I mean, they clearly weren't married. Obviously, like, were they having sex for forty five minutes that they just got carbon monoxide poisoning? I, I don't know. We don't know any of the details. Oh, my my big question is: Did they both die of carbon monoxide? And I guess you go to sleep first. But did they both pass out first? Did they have sex and then they were like in the postcoital glow? Can I say that? I think I can say that on the radio. Were they just like cuddling and then they were like, oh, I'm a little bit tired. And the next thing you know, they're dead. I I don't know. So I'm curious like how this actually ended up happening. But the man who is still alive, the husband, he arrives home. uh, I think there had to be a part of him that was like, this is easier this way. Do you think he? I think another question is: Has he suspected this happening before? But there's a lot of questions here, right? So, if he suspected this happening before, or he had already caught her before, and she said she wouldn't do it anymore, and now she continues to do it, that changes obviously the way he's going to feel. Like the first time he walked in on it, he probably would be a little bit of shock and want like an answer or to know more things before she passed away. Here's my argument too. It's not just that she was having an affair. It's that she was having an affair with a 56-year-old mechanic. Because this 39. But So good pull for the mechanic up until the point where he died. But here's the deal. Um, 20-year younger woman almost. If you will sleep with your mechanic, you basically will sleep with anybody. Right? I mean, this... Like, I've made the argument. If you... Like, if he had come home and he found his wife uh, and Brad Pitt had been having an affair with her... I think you'd have been like, well, it's Brad Pitt, right? I mean, I think you can be – I think if you are with somebody else and they have an affair with somebody who's incredibly good-looking and incredibly accomplished, you're more likely to forgive it than you are if it's like the grocery score. <laughs> you know, like, like I'm sure if Tiger Woods' wife had found out that Tiger Woods had been having an affair with uh, – I don't know, like uh, – and I'm just tossing it out there, not saying it happened – with uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. I think yeah. that, that she would have felt differently than when she found out he was banging the waitress at Perkins, right? Because if you have an affair yeah. with Jennifer Aniston, you can be like, well, Jennifer Aniston's really good looking. She's famous. Well, she's sexy. If you bang the Perkins waitress, it basically means I can't trust my husband anywhere. Like, he will have sex with anyone. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger having sex with the, uh, with the, the, the cleaner, the house cleaner. Yeah. It's like, and having a baby with the house cleaner, like, you can't have an affair with the maid, right? Like, that, unless right. it's a French maid and it's like some, like, really, you know, really high end, incredibly good looking maid, which, by the way, I've never seen. There's never been a point in time where I've been at a hotel and I've been like, you know who's smoking hot? That maid. 
the same way like you ever like you ever walk into McDonald's and be like, you know who was smoking hot? The 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 chick who took my order at McDonald's. Like you can tell a certain way by the job, like whether somebody's gonna be good looking or not. Like the front uh, this- the front check the front desk girl is usually at a restaurant the best looking person in the in the yeah. whole restaurant. There's never been a time where I've ordered a Big Mac and been like, and let me tell you, this chick was really good looking. Like jobs oftentimes have attractiveness associated with them, and most of the time your average maid is not a knockout. Well, radio host for sure has a I'm, I'm in, that, I'm in that, and we that just that found really... out that I also speak French. So let's be honest. Oh. In terms of sex appeal, if you came into your house and you found your wife having sex with me, I think you would have to be you'd thank your wife for doing it because <laughs> I'm just so overwhelmingly uh, high on the sex appeal rating. But so I'm reading a, I'm reading a story by the way. I I pulled the story up. This is this is the start of a of a porn. Law enforcement sources say they believe the wife was paying for her car work by having sex with a mechanic. Yeah, this is like and, this is this is like porn in real life. Yeah. Also, you know you're a failure when you can't afford to pay your mechanic, and so your wife ends up banging him. Like that's a tough or situation. Want, or maybe she wanted to though. That, that, yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the that's excuse. Yeah. That, it's that, like that, the, that's the point. Yeah. It's like the pizza man. I mean, how often do you think the pizza man actually has sex with the girl who orders the pizza? Not very often. In porn, pretty high percentage of the time. Same thing with like <laughs> a plumber. Of the time. A plumber. Of the time. Or the uh, or the mailman or the fireman. If you are a man in a uniform and you go to a house in a porn movie, you're probably going to have sex with the person inside the house you go to. I would expect nothing less. When I, when imagine, I imagine if you were in a porn movie and you were like a fireman going to a house to put out a fire, and you didn't get to have sex with the girl. Like you were just the guy, and it was just a normal part of the <laughs> normal part of the movie. It'd be such a plot twist. Be like, I thought that guy was going to have sex with her, but he really was just showing up to just be a fireman. And then he turned around, he put out her fire, and he left. I mean, that's the kind of thing, like, record scratch moment in the porn. Like, if you were reading the script, you'd be like, wait a minute, we're not going to have sex? I'm just going to put out the fire and leave? I'm just going to pull out my big hose and spray the fire down? And then I'm just going to leave? Nobody would ever have have expected that to happen. It's like uh, six cents for for porn. Yeah, plot twist. Um, I see dead people. So you speak uh, you speak you speak French now all of a sudden. Well, not all of a sudden. I've been doing it for years, and uh, you are married, so my wife doesn't believe that I actually speak French. So Jenny Taft did an interview with Kylian Mbappe, who is the best player yes. on France's team, or at least the most famous nineteen-year-old star. And so I attempted because you didn't answer your phone when we were calling you. I decided to do live translation of France French on the radio show. That's impressive. I'd like to low key dig at me too. That was good. You, you got it. To, you got it at the same time. Um, yeah. Well, it's not as uh, if you don't know that every single Wednesday we're going to call yeah. you at the exact same time. It, so I don't even feel the need to text you. You've been reliable up to this point. Evidently, now I have to go back to texting. It's my son's birthday this morning. He woke up at five fifty. Open <laughs> presents. So I was a little bit like thrown off with my. Well, what's his best day. present? Um. So he he wanted a Nerf gun, which makes no sense because he's four and he can't pull the trigger back to like load it. So he was excited about that. But I got him this like, um, or got him a Captain America costume. He he's worn an Iron Man costume probably two hundred out of the last three hundred days. Oh, that's um, a perfect age. My middle kid dressed as a Jedi or as a superhero. He would dress up every day for like a year in a yeah. row. I mean, it's a yeah, perfect age. Good. He sleeps with he sleeps with it on. But the funny part is he's never seen any Iron Man movie, never seen an Avengers movie. I have no idea why he likes superheroes so much, um, but he loves them. So he wants a Captain America costume. I got that, and then I'm getting him a bunch of neighbors have those um, 
those uh, little cars that kids can drive, you know, like the little Gator. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So I got him one that's a replica of my truck. So oh, it should be there cool. the next couple. So we'll do that. I mean, he's four, man. He doesn't really care. He just wants the, he really wants the, he wanted a Nerf gun, which he can't even use. He's already angry at it this morning. And then he wants, um, you know, the, the Captain America costume should be here today. And then the, the truck and we'll go to dinner. You know, he'll go to camp today. So all the kids are telling him, but he woke up at 550. Like yeah. So early. Yeah. Welcome to Parenthood. Um, by the way, before we let you go, there is one big NFL story out there, uh, and it, we're translating from not serious at all to serious. Lashawn McCoy. If you are the Bills, what do you do with these allegations? Given how serious they are, can you bring him into training camp, or how do you handle this? Well, you still have a couple weeks till training camp. I mean, I think that with with what happened with with Reuben Foster, right, where he was accused of uh, of assaulting a, a young lady, and it ended up being not true at all. Now, there are some things, you know, the gun charges, um, and, and I mean, he had possession of, of marijuana. Those that was true, and I'm not sure he should, should be suspended for the gun of. I mean, he had they're legally registered in Alabama. He just was in California, so I mean, I get whatever, but he's suspended for that. Um, and we saw that he was innocent of that. I think you kind of have to wait um, and see what happened. Plus, it, it doesn't seem like he was actually there for the incident. He might have sent someone to do to do the dirty work. Um, so I think you, you kind of have to let it play out. Um, and it sounds bad, right? I mean, there's people tweeting out stuff last night basically saying, like, look, we're hearing – some really bad information about, about LaShawn McCoy here. I can't really tweet it out yet. I hate that, by the way. I hate when people tweet that type of stuff. Like, I'm hearing bad things, but I just can't tell you what it is yet. Just just wait to tweet out later. Um, and uh, I, you bring him into camp, I think. Because um, what do you do? You, you suspend him or you just tell him not to show up? I mean, I, I just – I mean, he shows up and, and you just let it play out. And when the authorities have decided – what they're going to do, then you you go from there. If he, if he's arrested or he's charged with something, then then you take the appropriate action. Good stuff as always. Enjoy the birthday party with the four year old. I am Clay Travis. Hour two in the books at the end. Right now, World Cup country quiz day two. Yesterday, I dominated France versus Belgium. How am I going to do today in England versus Croatia? I think I'm probably going to be perfect. Honestly, you already heard me break down the French fluency. Everybody tweeting my wife right now, telling her how fortunate she is to be married to me. I agree with all of you. I'm pretty amazing. Hour three, up next on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you're just waking up, just starting off the day with us, you missed the big uh, fireworks in hour two. I proved that I am bilingual that I am incredible at translating live French on the air. Not the kind of guy to brag or puff out my chest or draw attention to myself, but I am incredible at translating live French on the air. We also talked with John Campbell. We talked with Jeff Schwartz. Go download the podcast, as millions of you are doing, and make sure that you don't miss a moment of today's show. If you are just starting off your morning, the big news out there, uh, France has advanced one nothing over Belgium yesterday. They are now in the World Cup final, which we played on Sunday in Moscow. Uh, Moscow, Moscow. What do you say? Do you say Moscow or do you say Moscow? Moscow. But I feel like really educated people say Moscow. I'm a cow guy, Moscow, but it does sound, Moscow sounds a lot more like fast. Anyway, that's where the World Cup final is going to be going on. This is what it sounded like when France scored to take the lead, and it would be the only goal scored in the game itself. 
Griezmann. The ensuing corner swung in, header on frame! The opening goal! Samuel Umtiti! Is that the goal that puts France in a World Cup final? You may have just heard us talking about it with Jeff uh, Schwartz, but there is a messy situation brewing in New York, uh, in particular with LaShawn McCoy, uh, the star running back of the Buffalo Bills. He has been accused of many different different significant uh, problems. Uh, This started off on Instagram uh, yesterday morning when the friend of McCoy's baby mama, girlfriend, I don't know what you want to classify her as. She has a child with LaShawn McCoy, but they're not currently together. Uh, She tagged him on Instagram and said, at Shady McCoy is the devil. You are an animal. We didn't say anything about how you beat your dog into kidney failure. Let's not talk about all the times my best friend had to stop you from viciously beating your son for small things like peeing in the bed. We kept quiet about your drug usage, all the illegal steroids and needles you were using. We will not keep quiet about this. I can't believe you did this to my best friend. Your karma is going to be so real. The world needs to know what type of animal you really are. This was just her yesterday on the left, and now this morning this is her on the right. Physically gruesome photo to look at. The allegation right now that uh, that LaShawn McCoy uh, in some way ordered a beating of this woman. And uh, in particular, there is an investigation taking place in the state of Georgia. And uh, they, the, uh, they have actually begun the investigation. Now, uh, the uh, Sean McCoy denies having any uh, responsibility for this incident at all. But uh, in fact, here's LaShawn McCoy's statement. For the record, the totally baseless and offensive claims made against me today on social media are completely false. Furthermore, I have not had any direct contact with any of the people involved in months. Now, uh, the allegation that is being investigated is that potentially LaShawn McCoy was involved in ordering a beating and uh, that this woman... Uh, was beaten by somebody, and that the person who came to her house was demanding the uh, the uh, what would you say the, the the sort of the jewelry? I think it was that Lashawn McCoy has been demanding that the woman return for a long time, and that she was specifically robbed of that jewelry. So uh, the story here, I'm going to read another quote from you. Uh, the NFL obviously involved, and this has been an ugly situation. Attorneys for the victim released a statement on Tuesday evening saying this woman was sleeping in the home when a male assailant entered the house early Tuesday and demanded specific items of jewelry she had been given by McCoy. There were no signs of forced entry, the attorney said. They allege the assailant uh, uh, bruised this woman's wrist in an attempt to remove a bracelet and struck her in the head with a firearm. Statement also alleges McCoy previously made comments wanting the jewelry back and said she could be robbed because the jewelry was expensive. The photos released show this woman with cuts and bruises on her face and bruises on her wrist. Uh, And uh, the court records show that McCoy had been attempting since early July to evict this woman from the home. A hearing was scheduled for Tuesday, uh, but uh, but has not yet happened. Uh, The statement from the attorneys of this woman also allege that June 1st, when he was participating in practice for the Bills, Uh, McCoy directed his family, friends, and laborers to take all of the furniture out of the home in an attempt to evict her. The statement also alleges McCoy changed the house's alarm system and removed security cameras previously accessed by the woman. 
Uh, they uh, There's no response from McCoy's attorney. The police said in a statement a woman was sent to the hospital as a result of Tuesday's home invasion and uh, that the second woman uh, also sustained minor injuries. And here's a quote. The preliminary investigation indicates the residence was specifically targeted by the suspect or suspects, not a random incident. When officers arrived, they found one victim who had been physically assaulted by a lone intruder. During the altercation, the suspect demanded specific items from the victim. Um, and again, this allegation initially happened on Instagram, and uh, and there are pictures up of uh, of these incident of, of this alleged incident. NFL said it's reviewing the matter. The Bills said they were in contact with McCoy in the NFL and were continuing to gather uh, information. So this is a very serious allegation, particularly as the Bills prepare for training camp where you would have assumed the number one story was going to be who's the quarterback of the Bills going to be. Is it going to be Peterman? Is it going to be A.J. McCarron, who they brought in for the Bengals last year? Or is it going to be their first-round draft pick, Josh Allen? Instead, the storyline now is going to be, will the Bills potentially have to play the season without LaShawn McCoy, who is their number one offensive weapon? This is a guy who's already rushed for over 10,000 yards, just turned 29 years old, and went for over 1,100 yards last year with the Bills. Went for over 1,600, I believe, with the Eagles before he was traded. If you remember when he was traded, there were kind of a whisper campaign that one of the reasons Chip Kelly wanted him gone was because of off-the-field-related incidents that he did not believe that McCoy uh, had lived up to his expectations as a coach. Well, we will see what ends up transpiring here. If these allegations are true, based on the photo that was tweeted, I think it's likely that LaShawn McCoy NFL career would be over, which would be a wild story for the NFL as they begin. Like I said, training camp, just about 10 or 12 days away from the earliest teams that will be uh, headed in for training camp. So we're not very far away from the Bills having to enter into their training camp. All of that is serious. We've got England playing against Croatia as well. That is a 2 o'clock Eastern game, the semifinal to figure out who is going to be going to play against France. All of that is set up. Could get England versus France, which I argued earlier in the show, and I will continue to argue and may discuss this week, would be the greatest battle in the history of Western civilization. The biggest rivalry in the history of Western civilization is England versus France. Maybe the biggest rivalry in the history of humanity is England versus France. If you've ever studied your history books, European history, Back in the day, all the way up to recent history, England and France don't like each other, uh, but uh, and 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 there is a lot of drama there. So if that were the matchup, that's the one I'm rooting for. That's the one I'm expecting. I'm on England to get past Croatia. We'll see what ends up happening. But yesterday, if you haven't downloaded the podcast, not a guy who draws attention to himself, not a guy who likes to brag, but I did phenomenally in our France-Belgium uh, trivia contest. And so uh, we have uh, Danny G has put together a series of questions. I don't know any of the details surrounding these. I have not seen them. I will now be doing, should we go to break now and do the trivia when we come back or should we do it right now? All right. Because I'm a radio pro, I'm going to tease it. How many questions do we have, Danny G? It's just like yesterday, eight fun facts about England and Croatia. And I have to say whether or not it's England or Croatia. Yep, the World Cup right. country quiz, England or Croatia. And I don't think you're going to get six right again for two I days I went in a six row. and two yesterday. There are eight questions. How will I do? 
Uh, we will have that live World Cup trivia for you in honor of England versus Croatia taking place at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific. For many of you waking up across the country, you'll be watching. I know I will. All that still to come. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick, the coverage. We also have, by the way, in the final segment of the show, we have an incredible prank call on Nick Saban that we are going to play for you in the final segment of the show. If you haven't heard this, which I guess the vast majority of you have probably not, someone called Nick Saban, played a prank on him, and uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. That will be in the final segment of the show. So that's where we're headed in Hour 3. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, Croatia versus England. I'm about to go 8 for 8 in the World Cup Trivia Challenge. This is Fox Sports Radio. Roger Federer, maybe the greatest athlete of anybody 35-plus in the history of athletics, already got a break. Hasn't lost a set in forever. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We have got, as Michael Jackson brings us back, Croatia going up against England. England trying to win its first World Cup since 1966. Trying to bring the cup home. They are trying to advance to play against France in what would be an epic battle of our thousand-year conflict. England versus France. Yesterday, Belgium against France. France gets the win. We had World Cup trivia brought to you by Danny G. I do not know the questions. A lot of people out there think that for some reason I know these questions. Danny G, disabuse them of that notion. Do I know anything about what you're going to ask me? Hell no. And why in the world would I help you? Yeah. Like, people root against me on this show. They don't root <laughs> exactly. for me. They want me to fail. They want me to spectacularly uh, collapse. They are not in favor of me continuing to prove that I am a stellar individual. They want me to fail at every turn. So, uh, let's play the music. Yep. Cue the music, Roberto. This Roberto is, bringing in the final Jeopardy music, I believe, there. This is and, the World Cup Country Quiz. Yes. And the reason why Roberto brought us back with that Michael Jackson song is because you were scary good yesterday. Don't ah. think you're going to be able to repeat two days in a row. I Ooh. went 6-2 and two yesterday. Yesterday I had to Beginner's pick whether luck. it was Belgium or France. Today I have to pick whether it's England or Croatia. England or Croatia. Eight fun facts about England and Croatia. You have a 50-50 chance of getting each one correct. All right, here we go. Number one. There's a town in this country that's famous for being the oldest inhabited city in Europe and is known as a transport hub. The oldest inhabited city in Europe. Yep. And it's a transport hub. Well, I know all of Croatia is on a body of water of some sort. Certainly much of England is surrounded by, uh, by water as well. I'm going to say that the answer here, I, I don't think that England, because I, I don't think that England had the longest inhabited village or anything like that. I know it goes back to Roman times and there's different, uh, I'm going to say Croatia. You punk, you got this right. Vinkovsky has been in, inhabited for the past 8,000 years and they're known for their railways. Boom. Good start. Yeah, right. Here we go. No, you're off to a good start. 1-0. and oh. Number two. In this country, medieval football, or soccer as we call it, often led to injuries and death. 
Men often drown during a game while chasing the ball into the sea. Again, I know all of Croatia is on a coast. Yeah, both how, both have water. Both have yeah, seas next to them. How so. do we not how I mean, couldn't this have happened in both places? I'm going to say that this is more likely to be England because I think that the history of English soccer and competition would be more widely known than Croatia. So I'm going England. You jerk. This is a fun fact about England. During games in a season, up to 40 men would drown chasing the ball into the North Sea. Crazy. That seems like an awful way to go. Not as bad as finding your wife uh, uh, having sex with her mechanic, oh, they as were, we talked about an hour They were or two, serious but. about their football back yes, in the indeed. day. Yes, indeed. They still are. All right, 2-0. and oh. Number three, 78% of the people in this country claim knowledge of at least one foreign language. Sounds like you. Well, I, we are already established how well I know French. 78%. See, I feel like Croatia... I, I Well, first of all... English is the language of the world. So if you are fortunate enough to know English, you tend to be lazy and not learn as many other languages. Whereas if you are Croatian, I guarantee you that you can't just spend the rest of your life on, what do they speak, Croatian? I don't even know what the language is in Croatia. I'm going to go with Croatia. 78% of the people in Croatia claim knowledge of at least one foreign language. Hate to brag, but I'm pretty phenomenal oh, at this game. Uh, we got to find a game that you suck at. This is not going well. All right, here we go. Number four. The world's first torpedo was constructed in this country in 1866. Zero doubt about this. The Industrial Revolution, uh, the fact that England was long ahead of every uh, of everybody else when it comes to devising uh, all sorts of uh, of of kind of situations. But what year did you say, by the way? 1866. Now, I want to, I'm going to say this. I believe the first, tor- I, I think that your fact is wrong. I think that the first no, torpedo. No, 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 this, this, was, this was the first prototype of a self-propelled torpedo. Okay, self-propelled maybe, because yes. I believe the first torpedo was used in the Civil War to sink, uh, and I think they just recently found some of the uh, some of the refuge of this, like in the Charleston Harbor, I, I, off the coast of South Carolina, I think that they had a torpedo that was used. But I, I England is the answer here. Your first L. That is, I I disp- I am I am <laughs> asteriking this entire <laughs> question it. and series. Rijeka R I J E K A Ivan Lupus, who later changed his name to Ivan Vukic. Ivan Lupus. That sounds like the name of a uh, a lupus <laughs> is like a wolf, right? L U P P I S. He developed the first prototypes of the self-propelled torpedo in 1866. All right, I somebody else look up the history of torpedoes because I think I should get credit for this. I, I got believe. this from Croatia's website. So yeah, go Cro- ahead. they could lie. It's not as if Croatia's. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, uh, the first torpedo was used in the Civil War. It, to I didn't sink ask a ship. I didn't ask when was the first used torpedo. I said the world's first to- torpedo was constructed in I, this I, country. Yeah, right. But in 1866, which was after the Civil War, I'm disputing this factoid. Oh my gosh! Somebody look it up. I, the first torpedo. I was even used told to sink. you it was a prototype of the first self-propelled torpedo before you answered. So I understand because I was questioning because I question whether this is a re- <laughs> correct uh, date. Uh, statement. Somebody, I get credit L. for this take one if, if I'm correct with, I, with the Civil War answer. All, All right. right, here we go. Number five. 
in this country, you can eat love in disguise, which is just a fancy name for stuffed hearts of cows and pigs. So haggis, I think, is like liver, and that's out of Scotland. Because I remember when I went to Scotland in college, everybody was like, oh, you got to eat the haggis. And I'm not a – when I go to a new country, I'm going to try something. Like we had what Stu Holden on earlier in the week, and he was like, I went to uh, that country, part of Russia where they, they say that horse is a delicacy. I would not eat horse. I would not eat this. But this, to me, sounds like something that's related to haggis, which sounds like something that would come out of England. You're correct. England. In fact, their British recipe online says, after well cleaning, stuff a calf's heart, cover it an inch thick with good force meat, then roll it in vermicelli, put it into a dish with a little water and send it to the oven. When done, serve it with its own gravy in the dish. This forms a perfect side dish. That sounds awful. Yum. Disgusting. <laughs> By the way, has anybody looked uh, up my uh, my torpedo uh, detail? No, everybody knows you're wrong. I'm right, right about that. Here we go. Number six. You've only lost one, that one, so you're, you're doing better than I thought. Here we go. The world's first drive through safari park opened in this country in 1966. 1966? Yeah. That can't possibly be true that that was the drive first drive through safari yes, park. Yes, it's true. It's impossible that the first one was 1966. You're telling me nobody before 1966 thought, hey, you know what we should do? We should combine cars and animals. This is ridiculous. The world's first drive through safari park opened in this country in 1966. Don't argue with Alex Trebek. Yeah, we need an official checker of your facts before we can even get better. You, you right, sound so like 19- you're going to take an L on this, so you're making excuses. No, 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 no. 19, because I don't believe. I think that everywhere had a drive-through safari park by 1966. Well, I'll give the name of the safari park after you get this wrong, and then people can look it up. 1966 Safari Park. So the thing that I'm thinking, the reason why I'm pausing here is I'm trying to think. Um, to, you're I mean, let me, Googling. Let me, no, no, no. Let me explain my <laughs> rationale. I feel like there would be danger associated with this, and I feel like the less developed of a country, the more likely you are to embrace it. So Croatia, if somebody just got like a lion, just pulled somebody out of a car (laughs) and mauled them to death in 1966, would be a lot easier to have happen than that to happen in England in like the heyday of the Beatles. So I am going to go with Croatia here. You basically just called the nation of Croatia, a bunch of animals, and you are wrong. England, Long, Longleat Safari Park, L-O-N-G-L-E-A-T, Longleat House in Wiltshire, opened in 1966, and they still run today. Yeah, I just don't believe this is the first safari park. Well, you're wrong about that. All right, what do we got? Okay, number seven, hip-hop groups such as the Beat Fleet and Elemental are also now treated as pop in this country. I think it's going to be Croatia because I feel like I would have some knowledge of the people if they were in English because they would have, you know, brought their music here or whatever, so I'm going Croatia. Correct. It is and also Croatia. the other, other thing I would say is that's the kind of names that you would get in a foreign country. You know how like when, you know, like we think it's 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 almost like the tattoos. You know how somebody gets like a Chinese tattoo uh, and everybody for a while that was really cool in like the early 2000s. And if you were Chinese or Asian or whatever, you were like, "Yeah, this is so stupid." Like what you're getting tattooed on your arm, like it doesn't make sense or it doesn't like translate well. 
and then you'd see the Euro guys, and they'd be walking around. Like I remember when I was in Europe um, back in uh, back in college, like somebody would be w- walking around in like a Russell Athletic sweatshirt, like as if that was like a really big brand. And you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like you, you'd see somebody, and they'd be like, "I love America. Look how badass my Russell Athletic <laughs> sweatshirt is." So this is like when they pick a word. In Croatia, it's going to be a word that doesn't really mean that much to Americans or to British people, but it's like elemental. You know, it's like, well, what is it? What do you mean, elemental? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, anyway, that's my deduction there. What plus, I, plus, England had Nana Cherry way back in the day. So. Nana Cherry. What am I, four and two here? Yeah, five and two. One last question. So, are you correct that we only have one question left here? Because yeah. last time you miscounted. I know. Yesterday I had notes all over the place. Yes. Today they're on one sheet of paper, so I'm good. By the way, I'm five and two in disputing both wrong answers of here as you are. answers that I believe I was correct of, on. Of course. We wouldn't expect anything less from you. All right, number eight. You can match your win total from yesterday. The necktie was invented in this country. The necktie. I, I think this is too easy because my immediate response is of course it's England. Um, because the England people like basically created the uh the the idea of dressing up and like the white collar workforce and everything else. Uh so I am gonna go England here. And you are wrong. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. See, I, I would I, I would kind of that- think the same thing because of Burberry and all the great brands there. But Croatia is not only the home of the necktie, the biggest ever necktie in the world measuring half a mile was displayed in Croatia. It took five days to complete. They tied it around the Pula Arena in 2003. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to end on because uh, I would have liked to have gone six and two, but pretty good overall, I would say. 11 and five overall with two disputed answers today. Uh, Nothing to dispute about them, but yeah, five and three uh, today. Did anybody look up my, 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 uh, my story, what was it, Torpedo? I'm very confident on the Torpedo existing in Civil War. Does anybody listen to me on this show at all? There are, there are two other people on the show. Did anybody look up the history of Torpedoes? I was too busy taking the quiz. I was playing the home game. Yeah, all me right. too. Give it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for really lifting a lot here on the show. Heavy lifting. I'm going to look up the history of the Torpedo as well to verify that I should get credit for that answer because I actually identified it. I think it was in South Carolina. Uh, But Eddie Garcia, what's the update? What you got for us? Well, let's start with the big news from the NFL where Buffalo Bills star running back LaShawn McCoy is denying any involvement in a domestic violence case against his ex-girlfriend that he was implicated in on social media. Police and the NFL are looking into it. The NFL Players Association filed a grievance against the league over the new national anthem policy. The union claims the policy was implemented without consulting the NFLPA, is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement, and infringes on player rights. In baseball games of note, the Cubs shut out the Giants 2-0 while the Brewers beat the Marlins 8-4. Milwaukee holds that game and half lead over Chicago with the top spot in the NL Central. Dodgers fall to the Padres 4-1 while the Diamondbacks beat the Rockies 5-3. So Arizona now leads the NL West by a game and a half on L.A. Semifinal action at the World Cup saw France shut out Belgium 1-0. It's the third time that France has advanced to the World Cup final. They will play the winner of today's Croatia versus England semifinal matchup that comes up at 2 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch it on Fox. This report is brought to you by TrueCar. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. All right. like So I get credit for this. During the American Civil War, uh, 
it's, first of all, torpedoes were used by the Russian Empire during the Crimean War in 1855 against British warships in the Gulf of Finland. Uh, and then during the American Civil War, the term torpedo was used uh, for the first time, and the devices were very primitive, apt to prematurely explode. They would be detonated on contact with the ship or after a set time. The USS Cairo, Cairo was the first warship to be sunk in 1862 by a torpedo. Uh, sport, spar torpedoes uh, were also used. Um, they were used by the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, to sink the USS Houstonic. Uh, so that that happened off South Carolina. I should get credit. Is there agreement that I should get credit? Why for would my- Why would Croatia lie about this? And well, and what kind of torpedoes were they? Were those because we told you these were prototypes of the first self-propelled torpedo? All right. Here also it says invention of the modern torpedo. In 1866, British engineer Robert Whitehead invented the first effective self-propelled torpedo. Oh, Ivan Vukic is going to want to box him then because... All right, so I think that like that's a direct question. The British engineer, it says, invented the first effective self-propelled torpedo. I believe I said the British there. So I think I think I get credit for that one. I think uh, Well, let is, me I'll tweet to you from the website that I found this on and then you can compare the two. This is, says a prototype self-propelled torpedo was created by a commission placed by Giovanni Lupus, an Australian-Hungarian Hungarian naval officer from Flume, a port city. Uh but he was working in consultation with Robert Whitehead, the English engineer. So I think I get credit here. Hmm. Uh, this, this is a major, major controversy. controversy has emerged in the uh, in the discussion here. Um, I just am blown away here in general. <laughs> you, All right. you really want to go six and two again? I well, I think I deserve to go six and two. Um, we will. Uh, what do we got to do here? Let's we'll take a long segment because I want to play this Nick Saban audio for you guys. Somebody prank called Nick Saban. I think you guys are going to love it, and we'll also go around the horn and get all our picks. I think we did we do that already. I know I'm on England. I can't remember what you guys did because you're probably going to pick the losing side because I tend to pick the winning side. I'm Clay Travis, uh, Nick Saban prank call. You're going to love it. Up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Controversy exploding on Outkick. My Twitter feed hot to the touch. Coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Torpedo, England. They called Uh, them torpedoes in the Civil War, even though they were not necessarily self-propelled. So So I was correct on that as well. Then that doesn't make sense because I gave you that information before you answered the question. Right, but the fact that Britain, the guy, according to Wikipedia... Did you see CroatiaWeek.com, which is a reputable source? <laughs> CroatiaWeek.com? Yes. I saw you they, tweet me. They obviously know Croatia about their Week. own country. Com. They know about Croatia their own country. Week? No, they just pro- pro- propagate myths. Oh, man. So I get that one. Do we have the bell? Ding it. Ring no, it up. don't do ding that, it. Roberto. Give me the ding. Give oh, me the ding, man. Roberto. Oh, boy. That's, a, that's Give a correct. Everybody a on Twitter Give them half is on this one. And You're sick of fans. I said I knew that this, this safari park thing, there was no way the first safari park was in 1966. Upedia.com, which everybody goes to when Upedia. they research. Upedia. I don't yes. even know what that is. Here's the of deal. Of course you don't. You've never Africa, produced a show or, or, Africa or a game. Africa is one big safari park. 
The oh, entire man. reason from a from a tourist perspective why Africa exists, why people we go there. We were talking about Africa. The choices were England or Croatia. Correct, but the I, world's you, first drive-through. Yeah, opened that's what at I'm Longleat House. The, the I, drive-through. I just tweeted it to you. The drive-through in general in Africa. Africa is one big drive-through safari park. This That's wasn't was so England or off. Africa. It was England or Croatia. Yeah. We're talking about a park inside either England or Croatia. Yeah, but the whole country, whole continent of Africa, many countries. It's a big safari. Upedia.com says the world's gonna- first drive-through safari park opened at Longleat House in Wiltshire in 1966. If you, if you ex- it says. Outside of Africa, that's not what it says on their website here. Yeah, well, yeah, I understand why the place in in England would want to claim that they're the first drive-through safari park, but literally, many different parks in uh, in the in all of Africa. That's why the idea of the drive-through safari park even exists because so many people go to Africa and do it. I'm not going to take credit tell, for that one. Tell you what, the, still... the, the torpedo is more controversial, so I will say six and two for both days. I'll How take that, that one. All Are right. we sure on the tie, or is that made up too? No, that is true. Look All at, right. I'll tweet you that picture of that huge half-mile tie around their Coliseum there. All right, we've got a new college football feature, um, and uh, this is going to be pretty cool. Bass Pro Shops is coming in to sponsor this. Uh, they love the outdoors at Bass Pro Shops, and they love what they stand for there as well because they know exactly what it is. They stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. They stand together for you. Well, uh, I've been teasing this for a little while, and you guys have the audio on this. Yesterday, um, I, last night, I get back from the Imagine Dragons concert. By the way, I don't. I can't remember the name of the guy who does the Imagine Dragons thing. The guy was shirtless for the entire show. He's more ripped than any pro athlete I've ever seen. Are you talking about their lead singer? Yes, that's Dan, Dan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. He's the most ripped, uh, most ripped musician I have ever seen. I mean, the dude looks like the Incredible Hulk. His entire performance was in jeans with no shirt. I mean, it was incredible. He's better shaped than any Nashville Predator or Tennessee Titan in the city of Nashville. There's a really cool documentary that's been airing on HBO about him and a concert he put on in Salt Lake City because he, he's Mormon. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been trying to enlighten some changes there. Yeah, no, it was – I mean, my kids love him. It was a really cool concert. If you've got kids and you want to break them in to take them to a concert, my seven-year-old absolutely loved it. I mean, it was really well done. Uh, but – uh, we were just teasing this. As I get back from the concert, one of you has sent me a DM with this prank call. This is a youth minister, okay? A youth minister from outside of Nashville got Nick Saban's phone number and decided to call him up and pretend that he was uh, talking about a recruit. Nick Saban answering the call. This is real. This is unbelievable the accent in this is oscar worthy listen along hey nick it's 98 how are you uh listen uh i was calling about my boy i didn't know uh when you y'all was gonna have him down uh the kicker from happy valley uh when were y'all planning on having him down uh, coach called there last week and said that he's going to have him down there. 
Yeah, that coach was saying something about that dead period. I didn't really understand it. Uh, last week of July sounds pretty good. We're going to Myrtle Beach there uh, for a week in July, but we ought to be back by then. Uh, do you know what days it'd be? Well, I'm on a vacation right now, so I, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on back there. And I had Uh, a recruiter, a recruiter guy's been talking to him uh, since uh, last spring. Uh, coach, there. Coach or, um, Inos. Yeah. Yeah, Inos. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll talk to him about it and let him get in touch with you, make the arrangements. Okay? I didn't know you was on vacation there, Nick. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm sorry. Uh, were you down there in Mexico? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. We're going to go to Myrtle Beach down there in July. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We ought to have a good time. Well, uh, well, listen, uh, that sounds good. You're going to have a coach call him and let him know what day for sure we need to be down there? Yeah. We'll get in touch. Okay, Nick. Hey, I appreciate you now. All right. Love you. All right. Bye. Fast Pro Shops is like they have no idea what they've gotten themselves into. Um, but that is a prank call. Nick Saban called, uh, and uh, that sounds exactly like what I would expect Nick Saban to sound like, honestly. Like when you call him up, he's just sitting there. He's, you know, immediately uh, says, I don't know what's going on um, in, in terms of uh, the recruiting of a kicker. Uh, but that is uh, that is from a youth minister outside of Nashville who got Nick Saban's phone uh, number and uh, and gave him a buzz. Uh, next week, I think we're going to be at SEC Media Days. Uh, it should be really cool. They're doing it in Atlanta. First time they've ever done it in Atlanta. So if you're an OutKick fan down in Atlanta, we should be able to have uh, maybe some uh, cool meetup or some sort of other uh, event that's going to go on down there. I believe Chick-fil-A is going to give me a tour. Remember when we had the Chick-fil-A versus everybody in the fast food? I got yeah. the invite to go visit Chick-fil-A. Uh, I think we're going to do the show. And look, I mean, everything's kind of always on a on a need-to-know basis here. But I think we're going to do it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from Atlanta. So I may get the Chick-fil-A official tour then and, uh, and be able to break that down for everybody. Um, the other uh, bit of uh, news here, obviously, is that we've got the Croatia and the England game going on. I am rooting for England. I told you to take them at 23-1 to to win the World Cup outright. If they can win today, they'll be a small underdog against France, but you'll be able to hedge it and make 10 times your money. So I hope you listen to me uh, on that one. Will you guys? You guys finish your day out in L.A. late. So it's almost 6 a.m. in L.A. as we come down the stretch of the show. Will you guys stay up and watch England against Croatia? Danny G. I will do my best Thank goodness that there was not a late goal scored in yesterday's game because I fell asleep with about five minutes left in the match. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to hang in there as long as I can. What about Eddie Garcia, Roberto? Do you stay up for it or not? Uh, I'm not because England's going to win. Uh, Eddie already bailed, but uh, Roberto is bailing out because you think England's going to win. England's going to win, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sleeping. We'll talk with uh, Stu Holden on Friday. I'll also text uh, Jenny Taft and see if she wants to come on and assess uh, what my French breakdown was. Again, you can go text my wife and tell her she's fortunate to be married to someone who speaks French as well as I do uh, because if you missed hour two, 
live translation of French. You guys gave me a C plus, and I think yep. uh, Eddie gave me a B minus. I'll take that. I'll be very comfortable with it. I'll be very happy with Hashtag it. Hashtag five and three. Hashtag six and two uh, over the controversy there of the England versus Croatia. Uh, uh, the, the five and three game. was that, or five and three, right? Or no, six and two. I got the torpedo question. I went six and two because the torpedo Your guy question perfected was perfected the uh, invention from the guy who was born in Croatia. Did you Croatia's see? Tuttle just to, tweeted that to us. Croatia is trying to grab the credit for the torpedo, but the torpedo it seems clearly actually originated in England. What are the odds, by the way, that there would be a controversy between England and Croatia over the <laughs> torpedo? Of all the countries in the world that could be fighting over who created the first self-propelled torpedo, you managed to find the one thing where Croatia and England are fighting and there's like a dispute over who's to be credited here, the Englishman or the Croatian. It's probably the only thing that the two countries are unable to agree on. And you managed to step right into the middle of yeah. that mess. You know how some college football rivalries, they'll have a certain trophy just for, for you know, for yeah. their oh, two yeah. schools they fight over. What, what is the, the big, uh, you know, the big wooden statue? I forget whose rivalry that is. But in this match, imagine if they had like a huge aluminum statue of a torpedo and they hoisted that, that over a, their head. That would be that amazing. That would be amazing if one of the team, if they, whoever won the soccer match had to carry off a huge torpedo and it was like a huge thing to go back and forth between England and Croatia because both countries are trying to claim the invention White of the torpedo. Whitehead, lupus, whitehead, lupus. Uh, uh, that is uh, information you probably never anticipated that you would get courtesy only of OutKick. Thank you guys for hanging with us. Download the podcast. Millions of you are doing it. Be a cool kid. My thanks to all of you for spending your Wednesday morning with us. We'll be rolling tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, same bat time, same bat channel. I'm Clay Travis. We'll keep you updated. LaShawn McCoy, actually, really serious story. I bet we get some news today. We'll discuss it tomorrow. This has been Outkick, the coverage from the Geico Outkick Studios on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply.